You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe well good morning good morning everyone it's 802 a.m January 30th, 2024, and uh, I have to tell you, I've been away from Clubhouse for a long, long time. Uh, We were doing the Collective Cafe in Startup Club. Everything was going wonderful, wonderfully, and then uh, Clubhouse came with their crazy, I don't know, voice note type of pivot, which I'm still not sure what's going on with that. Um, And so I kind of went away for a bit. Decided maybe to try out spaces for a little bit, um, but just not enjoying it at all. I think I might be shadow banned. Um, and so I decided to come back to to Clubhouse and see if people were around. And it seems like there still are people around. So welcome, welcome, everyone. Let me explain to you a little bit about the Collective Cafe and uh, what the vision is for it. Because the key idea is that is to own the 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time time slot. So the big vision is to get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people to join Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In a way, I'm looking at the entire world as a radio show. And I'm looking at the world as a radio show thinking, well, radio, audio, I mean, 
you know, to be honest with you, you say radio, you really are talking about audio. It's like when you say television, you really are talking about video. But the idea of audio first, audio only, whether it's on satellite radio, terrestrial radio, streaming audio, social audio, it's, it's a monster of an opportunity. It's just a monster of a platform. And of course, I used to be a strategist a long time ago, my last job, which was 20 years ago. But I've always been a, a strategist, a consultant, etc. And And strategically, audio makes sense, especially in the morning. But quite frankly, anytime. You know, I also have a video show called Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous. And, and, and sight, sound, emotion is still a richer form of communication than just than just sound, right? But there's a an intimacy associated with, uh, with audio that is just so powerful. And the reality is, and this is the way that we positioned it when we started, I've been doing this for almost two years now, which is that, you know, if you're, if, let's just say you are in the same t- time zone as me, which is 8.04 a.m., right? You're getting the kids ready for school. You're on the treadmill. You're taking the dog for a walk. You're commuting to the big bad city. You have the ability, you have the ability right now to multitask, to kill two birds with one stone. You don't need to be seen. You don't need to use anything but your ears, which means you can use your eyes, your hands, you can use your other senses to feed your body in the form of exercise, to you know be driving at the same time. And so consistency is key. So the idea is that we will do this and I'll come back to Clubhouse. I, I wanted to make sure there were still people here, and there are, which is amazing. And, and there's a role for you to play. And by the way, there are also we're going to start issuing POAPs, proof of attendance protocol. So I'm going to still figure out if there's a, a simple way. What I'm going to do today, it may not be the most efficient way, but I'm going to drop a bunch of URLs. And today, <clears throat> it's going to be like a first-come, first-serve so if you use these and redeem these POAPs today, um, I'll, I'll probably come up with more tomorrow. So these are the three remaining POAPs, and I just, uh, I just placed them. Um, there are three different URLs. That will basically say that you had coffee with me in January. Now, if you end up collecting, let's say, all 12, assuming there are just 12 for the, for the 12 months, um, you'll be able to claim something whether it's a signed copy of, of one of my books, whether it's lunch, whether it's a drink, you know, whether it's a, a one-on-one session with me or whether it's co-hosting my show with me, uh, either this one or perhaps doing something um, on Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous. So we're going we're gonna to actually experiment a little bit, but the key is, and this is the key, the key is consistency. So number one is me showing up on a daily basis and when I can't come, sometimes when I have work commitments, it's not possible, but I'll try and get replacements. The second, obviously, is you showing up on a daily basis. And the third, and I wrote a book on it, Flip the Funnel, How to Use Existing Customers to Gain New Ones, is you being able to recommend others to come and join. You see, the, the bottom line, and, and this is why I believe that this isn't just a solution to a non-existent problem, is this idea of 8 to 9 a.m. By the way, I'm not sold on 8 a.m. So if you if you feel, for example, that you'd prefer this at 5 a.m. Eastern or 6 a.m. Eastern or 7 a.m. Eastern, I wouldn't do it beyond 8. But I'm, I'm interested in maybe experimenting 
a little bit earlier, doing it seven in the morning or six in the morning. So it's a good opportunity for you to be a squeaky wheel and tell me what you think. Um, and tell me if you, uh, if you like this idea. I'm going to give you a, an editorial calendar in a moment, and then we'll get into the subject for today. <clears throat> but I'd, I would love for you, if you are so inclined, uh, to share the room out today. Let people on Clubhouse know that, that I'm back and the Collective Cafe is back. And we will have subject matter, you know, thought leadership. We will inspire, motivate, help, guide, whatever you need. On Monday, we'll manifest motivation and manifestation Mondays. Tuesday, we call it thought leadership Tuesday. Wednesday is wellness Wednesday, where we talk about not just mental health and wellness, but also leadership and skills. On Thursday, live book reads. And then on Friday, we call it no agenda, open mic, which means come onto stage and co-host with me. Or if there's something you want me to discuss, just tell me what it is. Send me a, a voice note or, or message me or just, you know, come up and, and take the platform like at Hyde Park in, in the UK. Whatever's on your mind, we'll discuss. So that's basically the Collective Cafe. It's virtual coffee in the morning, uh, but real conversation and real connection on business, on marketing, on advertising, on innovation, on culture, creativity, and entrepreneurship. This is Startup Club at the end of the day. All right, so what I thought we would do is get in today to talk about social audio, actually, because here we are. And um, and I guess my question is, why, why is social audio not caught on? Or has it caught on? And, um, and, and maybe we just didn't know, we didn't realize. You know, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the, with a position that it hasn't caught on like it could have caught on. And it's, it's quite surprising if you think about it. Because, I mean, we can go back and we can do the whole clubhouse, you know, debrief, right? We can go back once upon a time, um, to this, you know, to the fact that COVID hit and, and, you know, as, as I refer to it, one day the founders of Clubhouse woke up and outside of their office was a money tree, literally $100 bills. And they picked the money off the tree. And, and as soon as they picked the $100 bills, another $100 bill replaced it. It was a money tree. They literally had a captive audience. They had the entire world held captive at home with, with a desperate need to connect, a desperate need to want to not feel alone. And social audio just landed with its bum in the butter. And somehow they threw it away. And by the way, if you want to know why, why that happens, it happens all the time. I was just, uh, you know, I'm a business coach. I do business and leadership coaching. And uh, I was coaching my, uh, my client last week on an element called core focus. And I basically spoke about Peloton, another company that literally, you know, a money tree planted outside. I mean, people stuck at home, people wanting to exercise, people wanting to connect, and um, somehow they lost the plot. How? And one of the reasons is core focus. And so we discussed that. We discussed um, what their core focus was or could have been and, and why they kind of lost focus. Because the idea of core focus is that this is, you know, at your core, what you are focused on, meaning to say, 
that anything else is just a distraction, is a bright and shiny object. It's the squirrel, it's the ADHD, it's the, you know, it's it's the ability to get distracted by, ooh, what's the next big thing? Is it Web3? Is it AI? Is it whatever it is? As opposed to saying, this is who we are and this is who we're not. This is what we do and this is what we don't do. And it's a very, very clear way to make sure that you are staying on track. So, so the idea, right, is if, I mean, we know that Peloton lost its way. So I would imagine that at its core, Peloton said, we are, what are we world-class in? What do we do best in class, better than anyone in the world? It is connected, at-home bikes, for the most part, right? For the most part, connected, at-home bikes. Now, now, why I say that is because you can expand it slightly and say, well, wait a second, what if their core focus was connected at-home exercise machines? Because that would have opened the door for them to develop a treadmill, a rowing machine, etc., but we know they lost their way. But even so, if that was their core focus, then they started coming out with um, you know, yoga and uh, using the screen, but not necessarily the machine, and then using your phone so that you could actually use your app outside of the house. But each step was one more step removed, potentially, from the core focus. So I would say if their core focus was, hey, we're bikes, you know, Orville Redenbacher, if you, their core focus is one word, popcorn, popcorn. So would they come out with a, you know, a road cart with, with a mixing board for, uh, for social audio? No, because it's not popcorn. We do popcorn. Could they come out with popcorn ice cream? Well, probably not. Because we, it's popcorn, not popcorn-flavored, not popcorn-themed, popcorn. But the reality is, is that we get very greedy as startup founders, as marketers, as business people. Or sometimes we just get pressurized or bullied by our investors or by you know outside stakeholders. And so what happens is we lose our focus. Our core focus dilutes. So if it's true that Peloton's core focus was at-home, connected bikes, well, it's not hard to understand why they lost their way. Because if you actually think about the effort, the energy, the human resources, the engineering, the technology, the human capital, the financial capital to go into developing a treadmill, a whole methodology, plus a rowing machine. It takes you, if you have limited time, limited resources, limited energy, everything that takes you away from the core is distracting you. You know, one of the things that part of being a coach is we teach a concept called traction. Well, the opposite of traction is distraction, right? So, Traction is anything that pulls you towards the core and distraction is anything that pulls you away from the core. So imagine that or the prime directive. So think about your life. 
Think about everything you do on a daily basis. Quite frankly, think about attending this session today and coming back tomorrow and saying, you know what? I mean, I see one regular in the audience who's here almost every day. Does today bring you closer towards your core, your mission, your purpose, or does it pull you away? I see Alan is in the audience. He said, coaching is the next big fail. 21-year-old life coaches are useless. They have no experience yet. Oh, 100%. I wish I was 21, though. Uh, Sadly, I'm 53. Yeah, I mean, life coaches. This is business and leadership coaching. I'm I'm learning a lot about myself, to be honest with you, um, about what it is to be a coach. For me, it was kind of like the... um, the last bastion. I, I'm an adjunct professor at NYU. I teach. I key, I've keynoted in 51 countries. I facilitate. I've workshopped. I mentor startups. But coaching is the last thing that I've that I've yet to you know kind of uh, undertake or embark in my life. And and I can tell you it's unbelievably rewarding. Um, but I'm part of a system. But anyway, um, feel free to you know comment and. And, and join as well. I did, uh, just again as a reminder, um, I'm going to be back in Clubhouse for the foreseeable future, um, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but I might experiment and just start maybe try a week at 7 and see what happens. But for now, assume that this is how it's going to be. So let's go back to the subject, which is social audio. This idea of the money tree. Look, I would love, 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 love. By the way, I'm um, just... Shout outs to people, you know, people that have raised their hands. I'll try and bring you up, especially if you have a bio. So I see uh, um, uh, Ultra, if Ultra is still in, let me just see if Ultra is still in the room. Getting back to uh, just getting comfortable um, with uh, with Clubhouse again. Um, it's kind of good to be back. But anyway, um, so uh, the, the goal here is not necessarily to, you know, go into another Clubhouse debate. It's just to basically talk about the power of social audio and to recognize what it is and what it isn't. Now, here's, here's a, a litmus test that I think is really, really important, um, which is, yeah, Alan says, careful to, uh, to, to be too early to cut out the West Coasters. I am mindful of that. And, you know, Christopher, uh, uh, Christopher's in the audience as well. John Martins um, knows that we were part of uh, initially a, another community where we would do coffee, which would be 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever actually show up at 5 a.m. Eastern um, until I realized there were some crazy people that were actually still showing up at 4 a.m. Central, 3 a.m. Mountain, and 2 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, I think that's a bit crazy. That's why we settled on 8 a.m. But the thing about social audio, you know, is and, and, and what I was saying earlier was we have to ask ourselves the question, which is could this be done without social audio? And, and the answer is yes and no. You know, could I have a show on Sirius XM called The Marketing Show, which is Monday through Friday, 8 a.m.? Yes, I could. I mean, I certainly have the credentials to do it. Maybe I should do it. Um, would it be interactive and have audience participation? Yes. I mean, you could call in to the show. So in many respects, absolutely you could. 
So what makes this different? What makes this special? I think this is actually a question that, you know, Paul and Rohan grappled with for a long time at Clubhouse. They wanted to do something that was uniquely, you know, Web 2, Web 3, however you want to call it. But sometimes we actually try too hard. Sometimes we create something that's not there. You know, I have to tell you that I like the idea. Um, I mean, let's talk about it, right? What is going on right now, even in this room? Well, people are joining, coming and going as they choose, as they please. They're not bound to a satellite radio subscription. There's no cost associated with this. We're actually doing this simulcasting in Discord at the moment. So this could be done in Discord too. By the way, Discord is also to a degree social audio. The only difference is it's a little bit more closed or community-based. But there's a certain openness towards the session today. As I said, you know, it is like a virtual coffee shop. Some people are just walking past. Some people are just coming in and getting their coffee to go and leaving. Some people are just hanging out. Maybe it's pouring with rain outside and you just wanted to come in and protect yourself from getting drenched. Maybe you have a meeting. Maybe you're early for that meeting. Maybe you want to just get a little bit of work done. There's, a, there's quite a, a wide variety of different uses and use cases. You know, at the end of the day, when I look at people, I can see it now on my screen, just people coming in and out, in and out. Some people are coming in by accident. Maybe some people need to use the restroom to use that analogy. And some people, as I can see, have been, been here since the beginning. It is that, um, that, that depth and that breadth and that versatility, number one, that makes social audio um, different and special. The other thing, of course, is that truly people can come onto stage and leave, and, and it's, a different, it's a different vibe. Uh, you know, Slick just uh, joined us in Discord. You know, we have, I don't know how many people, we've got about 22, 23 people in Clubhouse today. So... It, there's also there's also something that that is inherently social about it. See, I don't think you could create the sociability aspect of this if this was on radio, satellite radio. I don't think you'd be able to connect with one another to send messages to someone or or hear from different people. I I, I think that is uniquely. Um, a point of differentiation. But it really is the barriers to entry that are so low. And maybe in a way that's also kind of dissuaded some people because anyone can do it. Yeah, anyone can do it. And yet no one is doing it. This is the thing where I just kind of scratch my head and I'm like, what is going on here? There literally are two games in town for the most part. There's X Spaces there's Clubhouse, and then there's potentially a new app which Nelson Apiga is, um, is developing called, I think he's calling it Chatter, trying to fix all the mistakes that, quite frankly, Clubhouse made. We need more. We need more choice. We need more solutions. I mean, when I tell you that there isn't a single really business show 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, there really isn't. 
like in the world. I'm sure there are, but I mean, I don't know about them. And, and in a way, that's kind of exciting and it's scary. It's exciting because it's an opportunity to take. It's scary thinking, well, well, you know, what do they know that I don't? But I'm hugely, hugely bullish um, on this power. Uh, Alan says LinkedIn is doing social audio now too. Yeah, but not, not very well. It's not really working. It's not really sticking. You know, the funny thing is I keep, every time I leave Clubhouse, I always invariably end up coming back. Hoping, 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 you know, that the audience is there. It's, it's really just an audience thing at the end of the day. It sounds so crazy. You know, it, it sounds, you know, it's, it's Media 101. It's just trying to build an audience for the most part. That's all we're trying to do ever. Build a community, build a thousand true fans. It always was, is, and will be the goal. Find your tribe, find a bunch of like-minded thinkers, find people that are going to be connected and show up on a regular basis. But there's also a magic about the regularity and the consistency. I mean, I can tell you, like, every every evening I'll get into bed and, um, you know, I'll go to X and I'll see if, you know, Nelson's doing one of his spaces um, and, and if he isn't, there's like a, there's like a feeling of almost like a, like a hole, a gap, a loss. Um, what's going on? Is he okay? Why is he, why isn't he doing a show? You almost feel like, you know, you know, do a show, damn it. You know, like, why aren't you doing the show? There's an expectation. And that's kind of one of the interesting keys as well. Because with consistency and reliability, which is essentially the foundation of what it is to build a brand, right? Consistency, dependability, reliability, consistency of showing up, consistency of quality. But with that comes an expectation. And so one of the key messages here is, you know, be careful what you wish for. Because once you do start building that audience, you have to deliver time and time again. You know, mo audience, mo problems. But it's a good problem to have. So I wanted to talk about just almost like a, um, and by the way, if you go up and you look at the comments um, above, um, you can actually see there are three POAP links. I believe that all of them have been claimed, um, but just in case, I'm going to put another two, um, and once these are claimed, I'll be able to get to produce some more. So here are two more. I think these have been claimed, though. So all these links, these POAP links, you would actually end up minting an NFT. It's called a proof of attendance protocol that says, I had coffee with Joseph Jaffe in January. And if you collect certainly all 12, because I'm thinking of either doing 12, or we might just do one a week, there will be... Um, redemptions, whether it's, you know, signed copy of my new book or an hour coaching session, not life coaching, Ellen, but coaching, um, or, you know, walk on roll on my show. So we'll create a whole bunch of experiences that you can redeem. If we end up with 52 
and you collect all 52, there'll be a perhaps like, it's like almost like going to an, uh, an amusement park, right? A fair. You can, uh, you can swap three small prizes for one medium and uh, three mediums for a large. Take home a, a Jaffe teddy bear. I don't know that, that I would wish that on my worst enemy, but still. So here are some thoughts I had just about social audio. You know, because it almost seems like maybe there's an opportunity to, to reconnect, you know, to rededicate ourselves to recognize what social media brings to the table and what it doesn't. Look, I can't, and I think part of the challenge was this idea of audience building. I can't build Clubhouse's audience for them. They have to be able to build their own audience. They can enlist my help and support, but at the end of the day, that's their priority. That's their core focus. My goal is to be talent, is to show up, is to be a creator, a community builder, and I can do that. And the hope is, that there will be enough audience in here to be able to, to start or, or generate that interest. You see, the key element here, and this is what everyone gets wrong, including myself, is the idea that from the few comes the many. You want to build an audience of 1,000 people every day? Get to 100. You want to build an audience of 100 every day? Get to 10. And, and yes, you can actually go all the way down to one if you need to. But every person in this room, theoretically, you bring one person tomorrow, just one. And then they bring one. It's absolutely doable. It's absolutely achievable. And together we can do so much. So, and I'm not, you know, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. I'm, I, I am, I'm, I'm challenging, but I'm saying that at the end of the day, I will commit myself to you. And, and, and I've been doing this since June of 2022. It's actually been one of, it is the highlight of my morning. The content that we've created together has been exceptional. The live book reads have been unbelievable. What I am going to do and what I want to do is as soon as we've got consistent, and, and, and here's a key point, the consistency, the expectation, it actually is, it works both ways. It's a two-way street. That's what social audio really brings to the table. It's like kind of like we're doing this together. Just by you showing up and being in the audience, you've actually done your part. You don't have to vote. You don't have to chat. You don't have to talk. You can just be on the treadmill and you've already done your part. You've inspired me. You've given me the energy. I can talk in an empty room to no one. I've done it my whole life. But it's so much easier when there are people in the room and giving you a hundred emojis and love emojis and so on and so forth. So there's a very interesting aspect to that, which is it's the fact that, that you are actually being active even when you're passive. That's an amazing concept. Just by you being in the audience and listening. And right now, you might be by yourself and you might be again on that treadmill or in the car. And I'm actually talking to you. By the way, the power of audio is I could, I could even say, yes, I'm talking to you, Civil. 
and me, Dan, Joe, and Alan, Beck, Scott, Jalol, Chris, Ryan, Douglas, Shaji, Mo, Prabin, Fad, and Jensa. Jensa, so good to see you. There's an intimacy associated when you hear your name that I've never been able to replicate. And I got it through podcasting as well. And of course, Tim and, and Slick in our Discord. It's, a, it's so powerful. I remember running, um, I was in Buenos Aires giving a keynote um, to Google at the Four Seasons. It was a great trip. I actually ended up with a, um, a messy uh, signed Argentina shirt that was given to me by his manager who was also at the event, uh, which I later gave to my son. And I was running through this like botanical garden. Afterwards, I ended up running past Evita Peron's mausoleum and, um, and I was listening to a podcast and they mentioned my name. And they're like, well, I wonder what Joseph Jaffe would say about this. And I was thinking like, this is so out of body. It's so meta. Here I am running in this botanical garden in Buenos Aires at the, you know, the other end of the world and someone's mentioning my name and I'm hearing my name and listening to it and it's that connection that is just super powerful. And I don't think you would ever get this with Sirius Radio or Terrestrial Radio. And part of the challenge as well is size. When there are a thousand people in the room, it will be different. But it's definitely worth thinking about. So let me give you, I'm going to give you five reasons why, just to, for, almost for us to kind of re-acclimatize um, ourselves with what makes um, social media work. And then I'll argue the exact opposite as to why social media doesn't work or why it hasn't worked. Because the question today is why is social media not caught on? Well, the first one in terms of reasons why it has caught on or why it has grown is this idea of, uh, of the leveling of playing fields, democratization of voices. The fact is anyone can still host and anyone can participate. And there's something unbelievably powerful about being able to hear different voices and different perspectives. The barrier to entry truly is almost zero. Remember the thing at the beginning, if you came a little bit late today, I was asking one of the things you always want to do when you're looking at the next big thing or bright and shiny object is ask, could this have been done before? Could this have been done as well or even better without the technology? And I don't think that you could create this democratization of voices without social audio. I just don't think you could. So that becomes this level of playing fields, a very powerful reason to want to kind of, you know, gravitate towards and become more um, bullish and invest time and effort and energy. Number two is, is this idea of this ease of um, engagement. All you got to do is use your ears. You don't need to type. You don't need to do your hair. You don't need to do your makeup. You don't need lighting. You don't need to be camera ready. So it's just more accessible to audience. And there's a spontaneity as well. And one of the things that Clubhouse did very, very early on, of course, is the leave quietly. The fact that people can just 
breeze in. That's why we called it the Collective Cafe. Because the idea is just like a virtual coffee shop. Anyone can come in and leave. Now, it's funny. Alan said there, you're speaking without anyone else speaking. Social audio is about social. Have a great day. And the irony is he's both correct and incorrect because he just commented and I just commented on his comment. He also could have raised his hand and said, hey, I want to join the stage. I want to speak. But he didn't. So we could have... Right now, I could go, I could spend the rest of the time, the next 25 minutes, discussing his comment. He could come up and debate whether, in fact, this room is social audio. I would say, based on the point I just made, absolutely, ease of engagement. The fact is that you can be listening right now and, you know, and all you need is a pair of AirPods. You don't need to have paid for it. Number three, deep niche communities. So, you know, Clubhouse has tried with clubs, with houses, with, you know, this is the startup club. But the ability to really kind of find your tribe, your club, your house, whatever you want to call it, and hang out with people just like you. Because this is internet-based, if you will, because it's social-based, um, you can have a thousand channels. The irony, of course, the joke is always, you know, with television, right? A thousand channels and still nothing to watch. Unfortunately, that's what happened on X spaces and even here. There were a thousand rooms, but nothing to listen to. I would, I would, you know, I would agree and disagree with that statement insofar. I think there were a lot of amazing rooms, but they just didn't get the traction or the promotion that may have been a failing on, on Clubhouse's part. But I'd like to believe that what I'm doing now and what I'm going to be doing on a regular basis will counter that argument that there's nothing to listen to. And certainly if you are you know, into business, marketing, digital, creativity, culture, entrepreneurship, innovation, we'll always have something for you. Number four, again, we've proven it, real-time interaction. So this is the live version, but there's a podcast version. I realize I didn't even put a link up above. Can you still do that? Ah, oh, pinned link. I'm going to do that. B-I-T bit dot Lee. Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast version, you don't need to worry about it because I'm giving that link. Collective Cafe to go. There you go. Bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go. There is a podcast version of this. It typically goes up within an hour or two. And you can hear the entire episode, but you can't participate. You can't come onto stage. You can't raise your hand. You can't comment. You can't collect a POAP. So there is power in real-time interaction. And number five is, you know, networking opportunities. Whether you're a thought leader, professional, looking for a job, just looking to connect with someone, 
Clubhouse has really been invaluable in terms of creating these kinds of connection. Connect with peers, mentors, collaborators, investors, clients, the works. There are obviously a lot more. And if you want to add them to the comment thread, you can. You know, what I'd like to do and what I decided to do, in fact, the last couple of years, going back to even what Alan was saying, was that I wanted to do the, the work, the heavy lifting. I wanted to basically work for you, whereas you didn't feel that you needed to work. You needed to come onto stage. But when people want to come onto stage, I'll let them come onto stage. This isn't, uh, you know, this isn't meant to be anti-social audio. All right, let's talk about reasons against. Why hasn't it caught on? The first is content overload. So with so many rooms and discussions and, and spaces, and, or maybe just not enough navigation or curation or filtration or recommendation, what happened is that, you know, people just became a little overwhelmed or overloaded, you know, decision fatigue. For whatever reason, um, I mean, the content should have been there, but perhaps there was too much quantity and not enough quality. Or perhaps there wasn't, you know, I mean, it's in every, even if you think about search, for example, there's paid search and organic search. There could have been different levels of, of, um, of searchability or directory listings where it was clear, you know, when, when it was clear to be able to at, at least, you know, another analogy to think about is the concept of there's Broadway, there's off-Broadway, there's off-off-Broadway. But the reality is you can create a cabaret, a show, a comedy, you you can be off Broadway or off off Broadway. Quite quite literally, your proximity to Broadway is one is one determinant, but ultimately size of the theater and ticket price, star power, but you can still be a part of that ecosystem. Number two, and this was a big one, is uh, moderation challenges. Um, I mean, it's 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 really disappointing that this wasn't fixed earlier. There were so many, you know, issues, and people came up with so many ideas and solutions. It's just a shame that they weren't addressed. You know, the green. I have the green bean because I started this room today. I'm the moderator. If someone came onto stage, I could moderate them, but then they could also end the room which, you know, and sabotage the room, which is a problem. So many people spoke about green beans and yellow beans and red beans. And so you could be a moderator and have certain controls, but only the, the green bean would have the ability to end the room. You know, it's the same thing like on Zoom. You've got a host or a co-host. It was never fixed. But then there are other issues like someone comes onto stage and, you know, and they, and they you know, start being abusive or whatever the case may be. Always a tough one. And so, like, you know, we, we try to figure it out ourselves during the early days, which is we would say, if you had a profile and you'd linked your Instagram and your Twitter at the time, then, very simple, if then, 
But one of the things that I think would have been so easy to do is just to create a simple back channel like they do with radio. You know, if you want to get on Howard Stern, you call, you talk to one producer, and then you'll talk to another producer, and then maybe you'll talk to Gary Delabate. And by the time you actually come on the show, some people have been waiting for hours. Some people often fall asleep, which becomes part of the whole, you know, Trump, uh, Trump. Why did I say Trump? That was Freudian, I guess. Um, Stern shtick. Right? Bobo's fallen asleep again. Maybe that's over-moderated. But it wouldn't have been very hard to be able to regulate the conversation in a way. Sometimes, remember, people would come onto stage and they would drone on and on and on or they'd suck the energy out the room or the room was, the conversation was just so awesome and then somebody comes on and starts shilling something and, and it's just, you know, we just didn't have the ability to just simply say, hey, what do you want to talk about? Um, another thing as well, and again, we can talk about these for until the cows come home, but the fact that you can't um, raise your hand when you're on stage, I don't know if they ever fix that. So when 20 people on stage, who wants to talk? And even do that with a simple order, one, two, three, four, five, so you can actually know who raised their hand first. But it definitely was a challenge. So you ended up with a little bit too much, you know, I mean, if you take content overload and moderation challenges, it's, it's you know, it's binding the hand that feeds you. The very strength of social audio and Clubhouse was also its weakness. Because anyone could do it and everyone could do it in terms of starting a show but also coming onto stage meant that quality, you know, was inconsistent at best and at worst was, you know, <laughs> insulting and abusive and, you know, and, in, and, and racist and, and a, lot of, a lot of challenges associated with it. All solvable, by the way all solvable. You know, even Alan, who was in here earlier, who's, who was in a way kind of taking a little shot and saying, well, wait a second, Joe, that you're saying social audio, but why, why is no one else on stage? Well, if this is, you know, let's use the analogy of a house. I've always used this before. If I invite you over to my house, I'm going to ask you to take your shoes off. If you refuse to take your shoes off, and let's just say they're full of mud, make it easy, I can say, well, I'd prefer you not to come into my house today. My house, my rules. Different house, different rules. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You, ch you can choose to go into a house where you don't take your shoes off. You can choose to go into a social media or social audio room where everyone comes onto stage from, from minute one. Or you can choose to come onto stage where no one does. Number three... I'm not sure I necessarily agree with this one. Um, competition with established platforms. So I think we've got to just ask ourselves, well, what are we competing with? This is why I kind of I included this. Because, you know, it's like, um, I'll give you the, the example, uh, Coca-Cola, right? Coca-Cola said at one point that they were competing with Apple. Why? Because it's 99 cents. It was, at the time, $0.99 cents for a download on iTunes to buy a song on iTunes, but it also cost $0.99 cents to buy a Coke. 
So if you've got 99 cents, you can choose to either get a, a song download on iTunes or a can. Therefore, direct competition. So we could say Clubhouse is competing with X spaces. But really, what Clubhouse is, or if we want to keep it in, in radio or audio, we could say it's competing with Sirius XM and you know Z100 and you know PBS and all these um or you know and and is it called PBS yeah uh, all these different radio st- stations AM FM whatever the case may be hell you could be competing with podcasts as well you can choose to listen to diary of a ceo or tim ferriss or or even a podcast version of <clears throat> a radio show you don't have to listen to uh, the collective cafe or come into the collective cafe live and there's one more level, by the way. You could also say we're competing with, with video, with text, with any other form of engagement, with YouTube. So to say that social audio doesn't have competition, I think is a bit short-sighted. But at the same time, if you think about it in its purest sense, it's still baffling to me that social audio has such limited and little direct, pure competition. So number four, and this is the elephant in the room, uh, user retention issues. The, the enthusiasm was there, but it waned. The novelty factor wore off, and, uh, and somehow the people went missing. I'm certainly encouraged by seeing how many people have, are, are here today and still in Clubhouse. I love the fact that, you know, we've had to battle together. The creators, the audience, you know, being suppressed, live rooms disappearing, coming back, etc. But I'm a huge believer. And I will say this, you know, by the way, respectfully to uh, the founders of Clubhouse. I know more about this field than you do. I do. I've written six books on the subject. As a thought leader, as a subject matter expert, I've, I've been there since the beginning and, and my forecasts and my predictions have proven right every time. And that is not a flex and it's not a brag. It's a fact. It absolutely destroyed me when they moved away from from what they called broadcast and live rooms because that is the power it always was the power listen one might actually say going back if you were here right at the beginning and if you weren't here at the beginning go back and listen to the podcast version of this this whole concept of core focus that clubhouse lost arguably their core focus when they added replays and recordings. They had it. They were so close. It was the liveness of this that made this so special. Now, I would argue having a recording, being able to listen to it after the fact, etc., I don't necessarily think that it's, you know, a, a fatal flaw or fatal blow. But if we talk about core at its core, then... 
the liveness of this made it what it was. But the reality is that people left. And, and, and we can come up with a hundred reasons why. Number one, COVID was over. So people were just getting back to, to their life. And, um, and why not? I think part of the challenge, you've always got to unpack a little bit. And, and, and one of the aspects of unpacking it was the fact that there were people that were sitting on this platform for hours upon hours upon hours on end. I don't advocate that. I will be on the platform for one hour today from eight to nine. That's what I'm going to be doing. You know, now I appreciate the fact that if you found this room the same way I might find another room later, which is, oh, I just, you know, was on, I was bored, I was surfing, I was, you know, I, uh, I got a notification and hopefully it was time well spent and it was worth your time and you'll come back tomorrow and you'll tell a friend to come back tomorrow. But the fact is that we were spending way too much time on this platform. And I'm not sure that Clubhouse was giving enough back to those people, rewarding them, recognizing them, you know, um, celebrating them, showcasing them, mentioning them in, in town hall, being able to, to you know, be able to um, uh, figure out or in some cases like they do with gambling, say, listen, you should limit your time on this platform. You know, get a life, go get a life. But the reality is, is that when COVID was over, people got back to their lives. And either there was way too much content on this, going back to content overload, moderation challenges, competition with established platforms, and people started to leave. And then, of course, unfortunately, Clubhouse created that, what I would call an unforced error with this ridiculous pivot that again I could have told them and everyone did tell them I'm not that special but it was so obvious it was the wrong move and I think it's still proving to be the wrong move and then finally accessibility concerns um, I think that Clubhouse did a really good job of this or I should say maybe the users did you know we created our own we almost I mean, I, I mean, again, the 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 beautiful thing about the serendipity about Clubhouse early on, which actually proved again to be its Achilles' heel, is that most of the innovation that was done was done by us, by the people, not necessarily by the product. We created our own way, our own mechanism. We created our own back channels and moderation. We created our own language. We started, we figured out how to clap by, by flashing, by flashing our, our microphones on and off. We figured it all out by ourselves. And, um, and part of that is beautiful. Part of that is, is really beautiful in terms of allowing us to do that. But at some point, the balance needed to shift. At some point, it needed to be a, um, a partnership. At some point, we needed to be recognized. And at some point, it shouldn't have had to be all up to us. You know, to, to innovate, to, you know, to figure out our own off-Broadway or off-off-Broadway. 
But I will say for the most part that um, I think this one was addressed in part because, again, you know, when we talk about accessibility, um, audio makes it a little bit easier, doesn't it? So where do we go from here? Well, I remain convinced that audio first and social audio has a place, a home, a vital role to play in this expanding ecosystem. I think we are, and I'll probably dedicate a session to this sooner rather than later, we are facing a social media backlash, an epidemic, loneliness, people, depression, suicide, um, isolation. Social audio brings people together. Yeah, it's ripped some people apart too, but for the most part, anything can. So I'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to do my best to, um, to, I think I'll be back tomorrow. Let me check that I'll be back tomorrow. I might not be. And then, I, then I've created an expectation that I can't meet. I know there's one session I can't make, so I'm just checking for you. Yeah, I think I'll be back tomorrow. I'm actually donating blood tomorrow, so I'll be able to do that from my phone, which is beautiful. So I'll start a session, and then um, I think I'm here the rest of the week. So please come back. I'll try and uh, generate a new POAP, certainly for February. Um, and uh, as I said, if you collect all 12 or maybe all 52 um, or or maybe just even 25 of them, you'll be able to redeem it for something special. Um, and, um, and tell a friend. Come back, tell a friend, and, um, and let's see if we can build this. I, I legitimately cannot do this without you. And, and I don't need you to be on the stage, but if you want to, you can. And I don't need you to comment, but if you want to, you can. What I do need you to do is, which you've already done, 80% of the battle is showing up, giving me your ears, giving me an hour of your time, which is more valuable than your money. Now, if you want to take it one step further, tell a friend, bring them back tomorrow, and I'll see you at 8 a.m. on Wednesday, January 31st. Have an amazing day, everybody. Cheers. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.